Video Gamer Podcast number 433. I am your host, Josh Wise, joined as ever by Rich, Richmond Walker. How's Hello. it going? You all right? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Mm. A little bit you... tired because I got home at midnight last night. You got in watched, late. Uh, yes. The new Bond film. Yeah, that's a grumbly sigh right there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was disappointed, i yeah. got to say. And I yeah. came back and I sort of checked Twitter to see if other people shared my opinion. Mm. And Josh, they don't. No. Everyone's saying it's brilliant. I know. And I feel like I I'm know. going insane. I know. I know. I have the same emotion. Uh, obviously, we won't, won't talk uh, spoilers for people uh, at no. this stage because it's been out, I don't know, 10 days or something. But yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll keep it spoiler free, but um, no, I had exactly the same uh, reaction um, and it sucks when you sort of, yeah, you feel like you're going a bit bonkers because everyone else is like, oh, it's his, maybe his best ever, best, best movie for Craig or whatever. <laughs> no. I, um, yeah, it's way too long. And why, yeah. why do I never hear that reflected? Like, it seems to me that most people that I speak to, <clears throat> if I say to them, I don't know, so-and-so was too long, it, it isn't necessarily that they disagree or, like, or agree. It's almost yeah. just, like, it doesn't register with a lot of people. They don't see a... Pro- they're just like, oh, well, that's just how long it was. Like, you know. <laughs> it's like, they're not willing to go... Or, or that maybe, I don't know. I'll often say to people, like, oh, well, you could chop half an hour off of that and that would tighten that up an awful lot. And, you know, it's... A, I don't know. It's it, Maybe I'm just... Maybe, like, a lot... People just don't mind about that stuff. I guess that these well, days with Marvel and stuff, you get you get but, movies that have... Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, hours. I mean... Uh, Films do tend to be longer these days for some reason. I, I feel I don't know whether it's because they feel like film length is uh, proportional to value for money or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I love a yeah. ninety-minute film. Yeah. Oh um, man. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, th- it felt like this film. There were very obvious places where you could cut stuff, oh, and it you. wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the guy <laughs> throwing his popcorn to the floor and storming out in my, the screening <laughs> I went to summed it up for me. It, it, amazing. I love that. You see, yeah. and again, w- without getting into anything specific, you know, there are decisions that are made in uh, No Time to Die, um, mm-hmm. and they don't. I, you know, nothing's off the table as far as I'm concerned. Um, Plenty of time. But, um, Apparently, yeah. two hours forty-five. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's the funny thing. Yeah, too much bloody time. Um, it just it left me quite cold. I was quite, I was yeah. quite um, unfussed by you know by the ending. Quite sort of like, yeah, all right, you know. I just I felt like the moment that Anna Diarmas, who people have seen in the trailers, and she's excellent. Um, yeah, she's got great chemistry with Daniel Craig. Cause they were in Knives Out together, and they really sort of. Must have hit it off because they just—they're really good on screen together. I think much better mm. than Daniel Craig and Leia Seydoux. Leia Seydoux is a great actress as well. I—I I just think they just don't have. I never bought Bond and Swan. You know, ever since mm. Spectre, I was like, and it's mad. I watched Spectre the other day, and like, she's just quite antagonistic to him. And like, fifteen minutes later in the film, as he's being tortured by Blofeld in Spectre, she's yeah. just like, "I love you." And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it was just, it just felt like, I don't know, you think of Casino Royale, it's like, they had like a, over, well over an hour to build up a relationship between Bond yeah. and, and Vesper. And it just felt like, 
Well, we need him to kind of be with someone again, so we'll just sort of patch this one in. But I, I don't know, I just never bought it. So the fact that we, you know, she's in the new movie and it's about their relationship and stuff, it's just, a, I just felt a bit like, as a shame because yeah. I don't, I don't really buy any of it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just thought too long. Sat back think, in, um, in the cinema at certain points and just thought, blimey, yeah. we've still got a lot left of this, you know. You and I agree that it's not a great send-off for Craig, right? No. Not and a great end to the Craig <laughs> era. I don't think so. And what's more, it's funny that that's one of the issues with it because I think it, it, I'm really not a fan of this of this thing that they, they have sort of... The, it, they haven't done it since the since the very start of Craig, but it seems like at certain points during Craig's tenure, the producers or maybe Craig himself decided, um, mm. almost on a film by film basis, whether or not to make it a sort of sequential thing. You know, because yeah. you've got Quantum of Solace, which is basically you could screen that as a double bill matinee with Casino Royale. I mean, it's a direct yeah. sequel; it picks up right at the end of Casino Royale. But mm-hmm. then Skyfall, completely disconnected from any of it, you know, set a little bit afterwards, um, completely disconnected from the from what came before, you yeah. know. And then you've got Spectre, which tries to weave everything together. And then Spectre, this is, the new one's kind of basically a direct sequel. It might, it might be set like a little bit after Spectre, but it's, it's more or less a sequel. Um, yeah. But the thing is, I'm not a fan of that kind of Marvel movie mentality where it's like, you know, oh, it's all it's all building towards something. It's all <clears throat> it's about sending Craig off, and it's like, well, yeah. The problem is though, you're sort of spending so much doomy, gloomy, you know, ponderous energy on that. You forgot to make like a just a, a fun Bond movie. Like, yeah. I really hope that moving forward in the future, they kind of stick with the notion that they're more self-contained. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's always been the case with Bond movies, pretty much, right? Pretty, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, I mean they, they have they have recurring threads now and again. Like, yeah, in the eighties, they had that general who kept coming back from the spy who loved me, right? <laughs> or whatever yeah. his name, the Russian. Yeah, fella. Gogol, Gogol, I think it was. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, he kept popping up. He he did pop up, and of course, then in um, at the beginning of For Your Eyes Only, uh, Roger Moore visits the grave of Tracy. Mm. You know, so it's like, oh, okay, so it's the same yeah. character broadly. So that because Lazenby was the one that married Tracy, and you know, yeah. And then they had yeah. w- there's a line I think in uh, License to Kill where someone says to Felix, like, was Bond did Bond was Bond ever married? And Felix says something like, once yeah. a long time ago. You know, so there's like yeah. there's very these slim allusions here and there, but by and large they stood they stood alone, which which they bloody well should do, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree. Because otherwise, I think there's there's so much the when it's so concerned with this overarching sort of universe thing. It starts to feel, and this is what I really find sort of distasteful about the Marvel movies, it starts to feel much more like marketing, like franchise building. And mm. it's like so much, like I tried to watch those recent Tom Holland Spider-Man movies recently. I had no idea what was going on. I t- if I tell <laughs> you, you what. you got to have watched them all. Yeah. It assumes that you've seen all the others. Which, yeah. you know, and I know people are probably laughing at me right now. People are probably going, yeah, but what are you doing having not watched all of them? And I think, well, that's a whole different discussion. I'm really not a fan of the modern Marvel machine. I think it's a sort of homogenous product by and large with a few oh, school says jeez yeah yeah well, i know right it's not going to net me many fans uh, but you know i try to watch homecoming because i love my spider-man 
absolutely no clue what was going on. It was mental. Like, so much of the movie was like, and Christ, tried to watch the second movie, everyone going on about this blip and half the people in the world disappearing and coming back again. It's like... So you've not seen Infinity War? No, no, absolutely not. Three hours of that. I can't think of a more unappealing... Endgame's three hours, isn't it? I think Infinity War's two and a half. Oh, and a, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a mere two and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, fair, fair, fair enough. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I really hope that the producers of Bond, uh, Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson, I hope they kind of look at the run of Craig and go, because I think even if you like No Time to Die, mm-hmm. I think, I'll see what you think, I think most people, when sort of assessing Craig's run, will probably look at Casino Royale and Skyfall. Those are the two good, really I, good I ones. I think those, yeah. are his, those are his two, and they are crack, yeah. cracking Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And they happen to be the only two in his run that were self-contained, or at least I should say that were conceived as being self-contained. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, they didn't know that they would do Quantum at that time. You know, that was the sort of thing that was written mm. afterwards. So I hope they go, oh, yeah, the two that are the best received are the ones that just get on with the business of being a good Bond movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can only hope. I don't know. There are some fun bits in No Time to Die, though. I mean, it's, you know, it's still worth still worth watching. It's just... I'd I, say I think the, the, opening, the opening sort of hour... Yeah. And a half, maybe. Yeah. Pretty much the yeah. whole the whole movie up until Anna Diarmas leaves. Yeah. Is a good time. I think I agree. I would say, and this might be controversial depending on No Time to Die could be, I think, my least favourite. I, I think it might be Craig's weakest one, which is bonkers. Uh, I think I, some, yeah, some I people, agree with that. Yeah. I mean, this might sound slightly hyperbolic. It might be my least favourite Bond movie, full stop. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'd rather watch Octopussy, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. rather watch that fellow with the, the saw blade yo-yo. <laughs> with the saw blade yo-yo! <laughs> <laughs> At least it's fun. I love that. You know, no, no, I agree. can't deny that. No, I, I, even, even me, who, you know, I mean, I love Roger Moore, but Roger Moore's Bond, I do find pretty woeful. Uh, apart oh, from no, Spy, I, I, do like, I do like Spy. No, I do come like on, Spy. I like Spy You Love Me, all right? It's got some good stuff in there. But... <laughs> um, that's that, that to one side. You, you, I, I, even I will say this for Roger. It's like, you know... He made some fun movies, and oh, he made and he, and he made movies that stood on their own two feet. And you know, I do think in Spy Who Loved Me, he did a good Bond. I really do. Yeah. I honestly do. Um, but yeah, no. The, I mean, I'd, I'd probably of an evening, and apart from the fact that Quantum of Solace is an hour and forty six minutes long. Yes, please. Mm. I, you know, if you said you want to watch No Time to Die or Quantum, I'd say, God, yeah, put Quantum on. You're not you going know. to throw on No Time to Die for two hours 45, are Absolutely you? not. And knowing, it's just, knowing what's in store kn- as Knowing well. the ending and knowing all the yeah. sort of gloom of the film's second half. I just, yeah, I'll, I'll be like, I'll, sod that. Oh, no, I'm not doing I think it. I might leave that film out of my collection, actually. Well, I own all the other Bonds, I w- but I don't really want that one. <laughs> I will get it eventually. It's just, it'll be like Spectre, where I watched it in the cinema, and I think the next mm. time I watched it, it was like four years later on DVD. It's like the thought of watching No Time to Die again now is yeah. god no and i usually watch my bond film you know two three times just in the cinema alone so mm. yeah this one yeah anyway well, mate they've lost a couple of uh ticket sales from you then yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> yeah yeah uh what else what else what else we've been talking oh i sent you the thing about the vegan chalk oh yes dairy milk vegan dairy milk is vegan happening. dairy milk apparently That's exciting. My, um, a friend of mine sent me this this morning 
And I thought, wow, well, there you go. Because you were only moaning about that just the other week, weren't you? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, what was yeah. it? Um, was it Galaxy that do do one? Yeah, Galaxy have several different types. Although I see this Cadbury's one is um, has got almonds in it. Huh. That's all right. Okay, is that, you're all right with that? or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah? A, a, a chocolate bar with some nuttiness in, mm, in it. It's nutty. fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's generally speaking, that there isn't a plain plain one just Hold a on, normal, normal smooth chocolate and smooth chocolate with salted caramel pieces well oh made with almonds oh is it oh right okay <laughs> sorry sorry I'm just looking at the picture okay so it's made with almonds right okay but no yeah not that it's an almond sort of flavoured thing no. it's just made with them yeah oh well, yeah, pro- okay. probably for the I guess for the milk substitute right the almond yeah, milk yeah that would make sense almond milk yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting good stuff. well we'll keep our eyes peeled for the vegan chalk Oh, um, I'm going to buy that and report back excellent. as soon as I can find it. Definitely. Excellent. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Right. We got to talk uh, some video games. Me and you have been playing some. You've been yep. playing some without me. Yep. I've been playing some without you. Yep. Um, it's all good stuff. Have a jingle. I'm a big fan of that. First on the list is a game that we did talk about last week. Uh, and so mm-hmm. we won't talk about it for a very long time. But we've now played more of it. We've now reviewed it. We now kind of know what we think about it. It's Far Cry 6. Um, I will not talk for very much. Because I know yeah. I, I talked more last week because I had played more of it than you had. And now we're more even Stevens. But what's interesting is... Um, uh, the brief talking notes of last week, which I think, even though Rich hadn't played for as long, I think he still kind of had a pretty good, to be honest, you've got a pretty good flavour of that game after an hour or two, but... Uh, well, <laughs> I've think. since, yeah, but I've since played like 35, almost 40 hours now, I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, and this is what I wanted to talk about, because I must be sort of late 20s, maybe 30 hours, but what yeah. I kind of wanted to get into a little bit was like, so we both basically came away, the broad notes are... It's more Far Cry. Um, it's doing the same stuff. If you like Far Cry, fair enough. This will do the things that you like. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, for sixty, if you want to get it, sixty quid, and you can pick away at this for the next few months and have and have perfectly good few evenings of fun. That being said, I have totally no desire to jump back in. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't like the way that the series mm. has gone the way they're they're all inching closer to the kind of centrifugal force of the ubisoft game where it sort of batters yeah. them and sands their edges down they all look like yeah uh gear no thank you boots with numbers on them no thank you health bars hovering above your enemies no thank you uh level gated regions where i can't really go there without getting battered no thank you that means i yeah. can't really explore your open world uh, no towers, no skill tree. On the surface of it, that's a really interesting decision, but it actually takes away the texture of a lot of the sort of progression I found. It's like, I, agree. I don't, don't really want to watch my number rank go up, thanks. That doesn't mean well, anything to me. It's sort of meaningless, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It just means, oh, what, I'm I'm somehow arbitrarily better equipped to now go <laughs> to that place. Oh, I've swapped out my shoes. I'll go and storm that castle now. Well, and then <laughs> once you reach a sort of milestone in the story, all the ranks of the places go up. 
yeah. again. Well, yeah, yes, yes, that's also true. Yeah, it... Uh, well, it's military anyway, presence, apparently, so a, it just yeah. means there's more soldiers and stuff. More soldiers, soldiers that are dressed in, like, the crazy... White, white like, and red yeah, military uniforms. Yeah. yeah, the elite guys where they have higher mm. numbers and... Also, you know... If you shoot them in the head, they still die the same way. <laughs> yeah, except for the twats with buckets on their head, where you have to shoot well, bucket loads. i tell you what, here's a tip for you. Mm. Um, the, your main weapon, mm. I went for like a rifle, sort of a one-shot, one-tap rifle kind Ooh, of thing. tasty, tasty. Stick some armour-piercing bullets on from the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, as is told to you by Juan Cortez in the sort of basic indeed, tutorial bit indeed, at the beginning. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just stick with that gun the whole way, because it's a one-shot kill, even on the bucket heads. I should have just done that. I was doing. Yeah. I was labouring away. Well, actually, yeah, it was quite good. I because I had this nice pistol, and even though on the whole, mm. and and actually, to be fair, this has sort of always been the case, or at least it's been the case from about Far Cry Two onwards. Far Cry has always been a bit chewy. You know, it's not mm. quite Call of Duty. I like it on Call of Duty because it's like people actually go down with a couple of bullets. You know. Yeah. Um. Far Cry has always been a little bit more meaty, hasn't it? You, you have, you've always, ha- unless you get headshots, it's like well, you've always had to spray them like a few times before they go. Yeah, that's true. Oh, um, the, the the difference <clears throat> between the one shot headshot or the I don't know ten bullet, <laughs> you know, spray. riddling them with yeah, <laughs> bullets before they go down is ridiculous for sure. And I do like the fact that even if they have higher levels, I was still taking great joy in Far Cry Six at capping them in the head because it's still a single yeah. kill, single shot. Excellent kill. headshots as well. I will say that really I mean, nice. the headshots are superb. Yes. We must uh, mm. we we must always um, alight on a good headshot because they don't come yeah. around all that often, and these ones are satisfying. Yeah. Um, Story left me cold. Uh, mm-hmm. d- didn't didn't really mind about that. What is interesting though is that so we both sort of broadly said the same thing, which is weird because you and I differ in some ways, but often we'll end up reaching pretty much the same conclusion, but we'll take yeah. different routes to reach it. We've got sort of mm. brains that seem to mirror each other in an odd way. Um, but you said something that really makes me laugh because <laughs> even though we did we did the review and thought right. And that's and that's Far Cry, and I didn't have all that much fun, and it was a little bit buggy, by the way. We didn't really talk about the bugs, but it's weirdly a bit yeah. buggy sometimes. But anyway, mm. however, you kind of still want to go back in, and have been going back in, and, and there's a reason for that. Getting which caught I'll in explain. the yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> well, yeah, first of all, you're going to say it. It's the loop, it's that the gameplay loop. loop. Yes, but it's also the ease with which you can just fire it up. And while away a few hours just pissing about. Yeah. Still completing objectives, still doing the camps and, you know, side yeah. missions and stuff. I'm just yeah. trying to basically do everything. <laughs> and I, do you I don't think... know why, but I <laughs> well, feel compelled to. I've yeah. also found a shit vehicle, by the way, speaking of bugs. Uh-oh. I think this must be a bug. Did you find that buggy that you can also fly? A buggy that I spent most of, if not all of my time, in the Avispa Buzzer, which is a kind of okay, uh, well, that's mini brilliant. chopper. But no, I didn't know there was a buggy that could also fly. That sounds well, that's amazing. sort of an amphibious helicopter thing, isn't it? You can land that on water and whiz you around can. on the water. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. It. You can. Well, indeed. this is sort of um, yeah, land and air. So huh. it's a buggy. You can you know drive it perfectly fine like a buggy. But if you press Y mm. or triangle, it switches into flight mode, and you can fly it like a plane. <laughs> The only issue is, it's impossible to land it. Oh. You can't land it. It explodes spontaneously if you Brilliant. try to 
land it. You can't like retract I've tried it back this. into buggy mode. No, did that and doesn't work. <laughs> tried to land it in plane mode, doesn't work. Just spontaneously blows up. Oh no! And I tried it several times just to check. Oh, and that's rubbish. Yeah, so that is a broken vehicle. So if you come across that, <laughs> don't bother with it. It's shit. Oh. Or just or just jump out of it, bail out, get out, and parachute get, for safety. Get out while you can. Yeah. Rubbish, Which is actually rubbish good, vehicle. Good advice for Far Cry Six on the whole: get out while you can. Unless, yeah, maybe, yeah. Don't if, get drawn into the loop like me. <laughs> well, but there is something interesting there because, as sort of monotonous, it, and it's. I always find it interesting when games are like this because I, you know, when I got, I sort of got enough out of it and sort of had written a review and I thought, yeah, okay. I have absolutely no no desire to to go. And actually, I thought to myself quietly, I thought. I think Far Cry might be over for me in the same way that Assassin's Creed is, which is to say that yeah. even if I deliberately don't play one for like, like the last one I played before six was Primal, and I thought to myself, "Ooh, that's probably a good move because you probably you'll treat six as though it's a little bit more fresh." Whereas you know maybe if you played five, you might come to six a bit well, fatigued. Yeah. But I've actually, played all of all of them since two. So yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and and fair enough, and I sort of thought, no, you know, even after four or five hours with Far Cry 6, I thought, right, I've had my fill, and actually I think I'm pretty numb to the, they don't have the, weirdly, I found myself missing the towers and the and the skill tree, I sort of thought. <laughs> yeah, the skill oh. tree, definitely, and the crafting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which but, I, I've, yeah. I've alluded to as being incredibly daft before, Yeah, but I did sort of miss it a bit. <laughs> So do you just think you're kind of a sucker for... I mean, we'll say, like, you know, the shooting is... Fu- it's not bad shooting. I, I can understand why someone might, in a very chilled-out way, just sort of pick away at Far Cry 6, exactly. over, you know, yeah. over the court. Is, do, do you think that's what you'll do? You'll sort of nip yeah. in? Uh, that's it. It's just it's something to throw on. When I can't think of anything else or fancy playing, mm. that'll just chuck on and, and mess about for a bit. It's a good... It's a decent sandbox to enjoy, to have fun in. Mm. Um but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I I would be reluctant to recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like, sounds totally <laughs> conflicting, doesn't it? No, no, I think it's different. I when wouldn't recommend the game that I'm, I'm the, currently uh, the, sort of enjoying. <laughs> and maybe yeah. it's one of those things where it's it's difficult to think about the money because you got a review copy of the game, so you have yeah. the game. Yeah. And it's just there, installed on your machine. So mm-hmm. if you have a loose 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you can easily... But I think maybe for a lot of people, it's it's obviously going to be, you know, well, it's 50, 60 quid to get this game if they get it on, mm. on you know, on next gen or something. And it's... I don't know. The money might change the way that you think about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It might... It's, I don't know. You might sort of hesitate all the more. Or yeah. maybe if you've if you paid all that money, you think, well, I'm you know, I'm going to play it because I paid for it sort of thing. I don't mm. know. It's odd. Yeah, I treat. Yeah, I think if you if you got it for a little cheaper down the line, say twenty mm. quid, you couldn't go far wrong there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have been playing Lemnis Gate, Lemnis Gate, Lemnis. Lemnis. Well, Lemnis makes it sound like it's Lemni apostrophe s. I thought it was. No, it's not. Oh, it's Lemnis. Brilliant. All right, so it's Lemnis. Yeah, yeah. It's Lemnis Gate. <laughs> yeah. Because so, oh, I was thinking there's a, fella, so. there's a fella called Lemney, who, and it was his gate, oh. and, and everyone was trespassing on his gate, but apparently not. <laughs> um, fair no. enough, dear. So tell me, tell me about Lemnis Gate, then. What's, what's, what's the happy haps? Right, so I've only played a little bit, mm. but, um, you know, it's on Game Pass, for starters. So Ooh, if you're, like if it, you're a like Game it. Pass member, give it mm. a go. It's, um, it's quite a very, well, 
it's a very competent first person shooter mm-hmm. um but it's got a little bit of a wrinkle to it in that the main kind of mode is turn based and you have like is it 25 seconds or something to make your move uh, and then each yeah. move with each different character you you have a unique class for each move huh. it's sort of recorded and they kind of stack if you know what i mean so the opposition makes their move and then that will play out each time huh. then you can kill one of theirs and that kind of ends that turn and it's oh, it's pretty clever I see it's like a Do mixture you I mean? of your your sort of turn based rts yeah. thing but then it just but it's just live to, shooting Exactly, exactly. So live first-person shooting, and there are little objectives to sort of capture and things uh, to do. And yeah, it's first one to basically, you know, complete the objectives. Or is it know, just whatever. a multiplayer thing, or does it have like a, a sort of single? Well, the single player that I've played has just been sort of tutorials and training and stuff. Uh, um, so you can get to grips with the different characters and various mechanics because each has their, you know, a fairly uh, expansive selection of things they can do. Ah, I see, I see. Um, Who made so, it? So, yeah. Oh, good question. It's Who not, made it? Um, oh, no, because I was thinking... No, I was thinking. I think I was thinking of Disintegration, which was the person who did the art stuff for Halo, wasn't it? Rat Loop Games, a Rat Canadian Games. developer. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like an intriguing mix. I wonder if it sounds like like an odd. It reminded me a little bit of, um, you know, how in, like in like John Wick Hex, where you sort yeah. of construct your run and your turn, and then you kind of watch it play out. Although that one is more. Sort of, uh, there's not really a live action component to John Wick Hex. So Lemnis Gate sounds like a kind of cool fusion of ideas. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's clever. I've not played anything like it before that I can really think oh. of. There's nothing that springs to mind as, a, as an easy comparison. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it a go. I like will, I say, it's I on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, we could play together maybe if you want. We could give it a spin. We could, and we bloody will. Um, oh, okay. In the meantime, in the meantime, in the yeah. meantime, uh, I have been playing Metroid Dread, uh, which uh, is it Metroid that you've never played? Not never. I've played the original Metroid. Is it uh-huh. on the SNES or the uh, the NES? NES? The NES. The original okay, was on well, the NES. Yeah. All right. Well, I've played one of the old ones then. I can't remember if it's the original <laughs> or not. Okay. Um, I yeah, think yeah. I actually played it on my SNES Mini. So whichever oh, that- one. That would have been Super Metroid. All right, yeah, Super Metroid then. Yeah, yeah. all right, I've played a bit of that, and okay. I played a bit of Metroid Prime on the GameCube. Ah, so you've, um, you've had a dabble. I've had a dalliance with Metroid, Dal- yeah, <laughs> a dalliance. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's my kind of thing. Mm. I thought you love it's a Metroidvania. Fine. I like a Metroidvania. Don't mm. know. Uh, maybe I am quite um, enamoured with the Vania aspect more than the Metroid one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think yeah, they're the Although same thing. Aren't it they? describes the same aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. Well, this. I mean, this is. It, it does take after that strain of, of of the kind of of the Metroid history. Obviously, you've got Metroid Prime, Retro Studios' first person. Not not a first person shooter. It's a first person platform adventure. You know, mm-hmm. and then you've got the kind of the two D lineage which exists in its own timeline, sort of thing. Yeah. But um, and this in this uh, dread is very much um, part of that one. In fact, actually, dread was originally teased like a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, reference was made to it, I think, in is it Metroid Prime Two? 
um, oh. in, in some of the game's files. There was like a sort of thing that was hidden from view that was like a... Or maybe you could you could discover it. It was like a little Easter egg and it was like, you know, filing a report on Dread or something like that. And it's okay. funny because that, that sort of working title, you know, it was... I think it was going to be originally something for the DS because the producer... Yeah wanted to wait because he thought the technology wasn't quite there yet and they waited and waited and waited um it's finally here in you know in a different form perhaps as as the years have flown by who knows it's probably a different dread than we would have gotten if dread had actually happened back in the day um mm. but it's 2.5d um it, you know it's kind of it, it's a sequel actually to metroid fusion which came out in 2002 so it's a sequel okay. to a game that's 18 years old. So, but the Metroid obsessives out there, of course, will, you know, will be aware of Samus's adventures and will be aware of the events on uh, SR388, as it was in Metroid Fusion. Um, and it pretty much picks up as that as as as, as that game you know, leaves off. Samus is going to uh, ZDR or ZDR, yeah. which is the designation <clears throat> of a planet, and uh, a research team went there before comprised of creatures called emmys e-m-m-i's uh not Mm -hmm. sure what that stands for actually i'll have to do some digging on that but they're (laughs) big nasty bastard robots made of basically indestructible alloys yeah and uh something has corrupted them something is awry on zdr um and there is word that it is the x parasite which was the malevolent force in metroid fusion so samus for complex plot reasons, has a natural resistance to the X parasite, so she goes to investigate to investigate uh, Z- <laughs> yeah. Z- ZDR and Excellent. finds these these robots corrupted, possibly by the X, possibly by something else, and now they come after her, and it's really really good. Um, mm. <laughs> it, it, it's it's so you've got the cl- sort of classic Metroid Metroid setup. But yeah. do you remember back in? I remember back in the day, and it was like round about the early 2000s, where it was quite popular to say Castleroid. Really? Castleroid? Yeah. Castleroid, yeah. It was like the first... Yeah, and then it ended Sounds up... Sounds like being, some sort of disease. I've got Castleroids. <laughs> i got Castleroids, yeah. And someone on, I think it was Game Facts or something, I was reading something recently. It was a very, very old post. And mm. uh, someone says something like, well, the preferred term is Castleroid, because someone said Metroidvania. And it's just funny, as the years went on, like Metroidvania just obviously took over. Well, the, it's, it's know, better, isn't it? It's, it doesn't sound like a, some sort of medical yeah. condition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or maybe it does, maybe if you had a problem with your veins... Metroid Vane, mm, maybe, maybe Le- less sure. than Castleroid anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, it's the classic Metroidvania setup. It's the uh, persistent uh, map, which is explorable in all directions and in non-linear fashion, uh, which involves mm-hmm. you know finding finding items to open up new areas, backtracking on yourself, teleporting across the map, uh, and it's well, it's beautiful. First mm-hmm. of all, it's a really, really attractive game to look at. I'm playing on a Switch Lite, and I'm quite jealous of people who have the new Switch OLED, uh, just because. Yeah. Oof, I think this would be absolutely gorgeous on that. Well, when but, we bought ours, we we weren't to know. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's so far it's really, really, really good. It does um tension very very mm-hmm. well and it's it's so funny that because metroid is is has always been one of you know nintendo's big franchises but it's always been a you know a very long way behind the likes of mario and zelda yeah um 
But for my money, with some exceptions, Metroid has always been, you know, probably Nintendo's darkest and most adult property. I mean, it's really yeah. interesting. They, they've always been willing to kind of... Even Super Metroid, which you, which you can attest to, you know, the opening of that game is mm. so atmospheric. You know, she's in yeah. the rain, it's night time, and even on those lovely 16-bit graphics on the snares, they could really evoke that. You see the sort of bodies of the soldiers. It was always, ooh, this feels a little bit fucking raw. This feels a little bit yeah. edgy. And this <laughs> game, it does really well to capitalise on that energy. That's... If you're going to do a Metroid game, and I should say, this is Mercury Steam. So it's the company that oh, yeah, not yeah. only did Samus Returns, which is a which is a, a, a remake of, uh, of Metroid 2, but they mm-hmm. also did uh, the likes of Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, uh, yeah. and Lords of Shadow 2. So they have sort of experience with the, with the two franchises that christened the genre. Um, mm. And if you're, if you're not Nintendo, if you're not, in-house, you know, first-party Nintendo, Tokyo EAD one or whatever. If you're a, if you if if you want to do a Metroid game and and you want people to play it and think this is a Metroid game, that is probably that feeling of sort of primalness and slight mm-hmm. awe mixed with fear. If you can capture that emotion, you've done your job because yeah. that is the thing. You could, I mean, anyone you can have Samus. And you can put her on an alien planet and you can have her doing the stuff she always does. But I think where Dread succeeds, where perhaps for my money Samus Returns did not succeed, is that sense of I'm on edge here. I'm actually I don't I don't feel safe. This feels like a lonely experience and it feels like uh, quite a dark experience. And when you're going around these corridors and it's you get, there's these certain doors that shimmer in the game and mm-hmm. that that's letting you know that in the next area when you go through this door there's an emmy somewhere there and the emmys they can they scan for vibrations in the air so as you're exploring around um they will start to hone in on your location and if they see you they will give rapid chase to you and it's really really nerve-wracking you're, 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 and it, it actually reminds me, it's got similar energy to the Mr. X in the remake of Resident Evil 2, which is to say, oh, okay. he's somewhere on this floor, I can hear his footsteps, I think he knows where I am, or he can hear me, and I know that those footsteps are getting louder. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and it really captures that lovely middle ground where it's like, ah, uh, they don't quite know where I am, but fucking hell, they're coming this way, I should really hurry up. And if you've... <laughs> If you've got stuff to do in in Dread, so for instance, if you know you have to power up a certain switch or do something, it can get quite frantic. You know, you could sort of say, oh God, I've got to do this, but it's coming this way, shit. I've got to to jump up and loop back around to take it on a bit of a goose chase, come back on myself just so I've got time to fiddle with this switch before it kills me, you know. Um, Mm. Mercury Steam, I think, has done really, really well to to tap that energy, um, which feels very, very faithful to, to Metroid. I should say outright, yeah. this is probably the best game that Mercury Steam has done. I, I don't say that lightly. I think they're a talented, mm, okay. talented studio. Um, yeah. Where I would qualify, where I would add some slight caveats, which um, people, you know, may not may not want to hear. Um, it doesn't quite. I can feel that this isn't. I don't. I know it's it's easy to say this because you know I know that it's Mercury Steam, and maybe if you'd have blindfolded me and not told me that, I wouldn't know. It yeah. does. It doesn't quite have that sense of. 
if you play Super Metroid now, mm-hmm. for my money, Super Metroid, quite simply, is very, very close to one of the... It, it would be on my very, very short list for the best games that I've ever played. I think I think it's as, as close to a, to a genuine masterpiece as, as anybody has ever gotten. It was so... It, so so good at everything it did and when and when i look at sort of zdr as as fine as it is on dread and it's mm. got beautiful it really really does use a lot a lot of things are in 2.5d not everything uses it to devastating effect there is a lovely sense of depth and scale in dread but i mm. don't quite know that it doesn't quite have that sense of when she lands on i've always said the planet zebes but some people say Zebus, so I'm never sure how it's pronounced. Zebus. I thought it was Zebus. I always said Zebus. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's why. That's exactly the thought process. But I've heard some people say Zebus, so I, so I wasn't sure. But anyway, um, there was a real. It it can't. It hasn't quite touched that. And actually, it in terms of in terms of level design, it hasn't quite touched that yet for me either. Um, there's a sort there's a real art to the sort of circuitous routes um that you that you get in nintendo's best stuff and even on on fusion which was set on sr388 which is a sort of research yeah. station there's a real economy and beauty to that level design and um it's ever so slightly dread doesn't quite reach those. it also for me um doesn't and this is this is where it gets quite complicated because um metroid prime was uh, the closest thing to Super Metroid I had played. And the amazing thing was it that Retro Studios, which don't quite exist in the same form that they did then, obviously a couple of their key players went off to form Armature Studio, and it doesn't quite have the creative director and the lead art director. So the studio that made Metroid Prime in in, in some ways isn't, isn't there anymore. The reason that Prime worked so well for me was on the one hand... People didn't have anything to compare it to because Nintendo, the, Nintendo proper, had never done a 3D Metroid. So when you played Prime, you know there's a lot of apprehension about, well, it's first-person platforming and that's never been good. And we're not. So when it worked and it worked really well, it just felt incredible because you had no. Di- and I do think Mercury Steam have it tough because we've got lots of comparisons. We, we, you know, yeah. not, not only do we have. Um, Super Metroid, which I think is, is is probably the best Metroidvania that's ever been made for my money. But you've mm. also got Fusion, you know, you've also got Zero Mission, which was the remake of one on Game Boy Advance. You've even got—I mean, I'm not a huge fan of of Metroid Two of Samus Returns, but you you know, but you do have that uh, to compare it to. So Mercury Steam have a tough gig, and and in some ways Retro Studios didn't have that. I mean, they still pulled off i think what one of the things prime does so well is that it does capture that tone that perfect yeah. super metroid tone um but i think i think mercury steam have done have done well and and and, and my thoughts on this may change and evolve over time i haven't finished the game yet i've put some hours into it i'm really impressed and it might linger there's there, i always think you know there's a great games the the real test of a game is its half-life you know it, it's how long it, it, it lingers in the mind after you've sort of finished with it, and and maybe dread will sort of will will take hold in that way. I think they've done really well to capture the fear, really well to capture the loneliness and the sense of pressure and like vulnerability, <coughs> and it's absolutely nailed um, the animations. Mm. Um, when you have a character that doesn't say anything, 
um, yeah. and expresses herself only through movement. It's a remarkable achievement if you can express what feels to us like a really, really cool character um, mm-hmm. without doing a damn thing. The way she moves, it, the, the sort of her confidence and her competence is sort of uh, emoted through the through the amazing animations. The way she slides under things, the way that faced with like a, a like a, an impossibly imposing enemy. She she will run towards it like an absolute badass with a f- fucking arm cannon raised to its head, and then she slides under it. Everything, even when she walks up to a save point, she does a little sort of <laughs> strut and turns around and just mm. stru- strikes a pose for the camera, and it sort of zooms in a bit. I was just like, this is great work. Like this company understands this character, yeah. and it understands what makes these games tick. Whether or not it has conjured an experience that will stand with those, I'm not convinced. I think I think it's Ooh. a very I think it's a very very good. Uh, a very very good effort from a studio outside of Nintendo and unfortunately a studio where we have direct Nintendo comparisons which is you know uh, some, something retro I didn't have to contend with but yeah. very much enjoying it will crack on these opinions uh, may well change and I may well say no do you know what screw that uh, yeah. it's absolutely brilliant and it is you know but whatever those are my so impressions. read the review. We we shall we shall see. Mm. But so far, uh, yeah. yeah, yes, yes, please. It's a very very good effort. Uh, cool. Right, it's about mm. time that I fired uh, some news your way. Oh uh, yeah, uh, because uh, <clears throat> not not a whole lot this week, but some of the ones that have come out are a little bit spicy. So gear up. Well, yeah. If you put loads on, you're just spitting foam, spitting foam, spitting, 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 spitting. Then you brush, brush, brush. Yeah. You don't. It's um, it's bloody remake season, man. It's it's remakes coming out the wazoo, which mm. you know, depending on how you feel, I don't know. Uh, rumored Metal Gear Solid Three remake studio employee confirms quote unannounced AAA remake is in the works. This is Virtuos, a Chinese studio who we heard last time, yep. possibly reportedly supposedly all the caveats uh, working on a remake of Snake Eater. You're up for it. I'm up for it. Um, yeah, I'd be down with that. I, I read I read your article with relish, thinking <laughs> of what might be, of what could be. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did. I had a bit of fun with that article, but I also there were some sort of serious bits in there. Where I thought, oh well, you know, there are. I would I wouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth. You know, there, I I love Snake mm. Eater very much, but there are things we could you know we could tweak. We can make it a little better. Uh, this yeah. was a, a LinkedIn one of those LinkedIn profile spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was reported by VGC. A programmer, Jiang uh, Li, uh, refrains yeah. from mentioning MGS3 specifically, uh, but does mention that he's worked on a quote unannounced. 3A action adventure game remake. According to I've the never listing, heard it referred to as 3A. 3A, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I was 3A like, sports. Yeah, 3A sports, yeah, it's in the game. Mm. <laughs> Worked on this mysterious project for nine months, beginning as early as 2018. Uh, and there's mm. some other tiny nuggets, including mentions <coughs> of, quote, set piece destruction and that the project had to support 4K. I mean, there's nothing that guarantees that's, you know, Snake Eater, but it is yeah. interesting, and it's an interesting little couple of nuggets there. So, hmm. you know, uh, I'm up for that. 
Um, yeah. More. This is the last time I'll tell you about the, the uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, dash, <laughs> the definitive edition. Because I've well, mentioned even it. when there's a release date. <laughs> well, I've mentioned it, I think, for the last two weeks running. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's been rumoured for so long and listed multiple times. But now it's actually happening. But it's, it's actually... For real. It's yeah. been... Still no date, annoyingly. Yeah. I mean, yeah... So it's been acknowledged and 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 indeed announced officially by Rockstar with a, a tweet that played a slightly redone version of the GTA 3 uh, opening theme um, yep. and showed some moving, uh, lovely artwork from the likes of 3, Vice City and mm. San Andreas. And it said, quote, later this year. I wonder if it will probably be November. The 22nd um, of October would be the anniversary of... GTA 3 that would be be a nice time to release it it but I've heard that um, December is more likely yeah I heard December and then there was the Mm. Kotaku thing that said there was an internal leak that said November so oh who knows who knows but at Mm. some point soon we'll be playing versions of those games uh, with quote across the board upgrades including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements while still mm. maintaining the classic look and feel uh, of the originals, but no real specifics gone into there. So, no. you know. But probably right stick camera control. I was talking to a friend about this the other day. Um, yeah. Obviously, came in with San Andreas, but just playing three and Vice City with full right stick camera control would be kind of a game changer. And mm. probably the auto targeting system from San Andreas, which was, I think, the most sophisticated. It hit targeted the people you wanted it to target, basically. Yeah. <laughs> can you flick between yeah. targets as well, couldn't you? You could, yes. Yeah, 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 it's proper. And I wonder if they'll add like a crouch. If they'll actually, if they're adding gameplay, it's like crouch came into it with Vice City, but you couldn't move while crouched, whereas you could yeah. in San Andreas. I wonder if they'll add stuff like that to three, like give them a well, little. There was crouch. stealth, wasn't there in San Andreas? There was full stealth. Yeah, they basically yeah. sort of took the took the system from Manhunt really and just mm-hmm. sort of did did stealth. Um, but yeah, excited for it. Obviously, got got to know about the music. Obviously, when I know about the yeah. music, I will moderate my excitement levels uh, <laughs> accordingly. Uh, you don't want a next. neutered soundtrack. Absolutely not. No, that would that would make me very very sad indeed. Uh, this one, which is intriguing, um, it's the last of the remake grotto for this week. Yeah. Um, a big remake, quote unquote, big remake for PlayStation, uh, rumored to be announced in December. Now I don't know exactly. The, 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 there are obviously rumblings, and of course the talk about the. Metal Gear Solid 1 remake hasn't exactly gone away. I mean, I know that we now know that Virtuos is doing this Snake Eater thing, but for a while there was it was rumoured that Bluepoint was working on a remake of MGS1. Bluepoint obviously now acquired by PlayStation. I don't know. Um, but this was uh, singer-songwriter Ava McMahon uh, speaking in an interview with The Lunchbox. Uh, she mentioned, quote, I just recently did wrote a song for a PlayStation game with Michael McGlynn. Yeah, so that actually happened about a year and a half back. Uh, it was just 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 after the pandemic hit. Michael McGlynn got in touch and said, "Listen, we're writing music for a remake of a PlayStation game," uh, and he's done that a lot. He's done a lot of writing for different games that are very well known. And then she said, "I'm not a gamer mm. myself." Um, 
she said for ages i wasn't allowed uh, i wasn't allowed to uh, and then she says you you don't know what you're writing for it's all kind of undisclosed because they don't want it to get out and she said uh, so it's actually going to be announced at christmas the name of the game i have heard of it uh, and i have confirmed it is a big game which is great and it's going to be an irish language piece in the game as well uh, which is brilliant um, what's that then so what, of course what could that be well immediately uh, if you remember the opening uh, theme that plays in metal gear solid one as snake is entering shadow moses through the water yeah. um that is indeed uh, an irish an irish song oh. uh, yeah it's, it's called the best is yet to come it's uh, right. it was written and produced by rika muranaka but it features irish lyrics uh <clears throat> and it's um you know i just well, my, 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 I, well heavily this is true. However, uh, McGlynn and Anuna previously worked with composer Yasunori Mitsuda on music for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch, and McGlynn performed alongside Mitsuda on, on stage to mark the 20th anniversary of the original PlayStation RPG, Xenogears. So mm. perhaps it could be Xenogears. I don't know. It could go. It could okay. go. <laughs> my um, my and also. Um, but that's. Would you say it's a big AAA PlayStation <clears throat> game? Well, they don't say AAA, but they do say big, and it's so funny with nebulous words like that because if you talk yeah. to fans, it's very big. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's it's it. it Xeno Gears is kind of cult. Like the people that love it yeah. love it very very much indeed. But it's not. Yeah, I agree. Like Metal Gear sounds big, but she also, she also says I wrote a song. For a place yeah, as you get, so it's that's like, true. oh well, so because the best is yet to come was already written, unless you've unless you've written a song that's a bit like that, mm. but different. I don't yeah, know. Could be me just unusual. putting two and two together. It might it might not be that. It might be something else indeed. But I don't know. Um, mm. This one, sort of sad, sad and happy. Yakuza creator and series producer both leave Sega in the Rio Gago Toku Studio shakeup. Toshihiro Nagashi and Daisuke Saito have both confirmed that they're leaving Sega uh, following the shake-up. Oh, the new, the new Sa- Sa- Sato's leaving as well. Mm, oh, that's, I missed that. That mm. sucks. Yeah, the news was broken by the studio itself, and it announced it was to, quote, transition to a new structure to mark its 10th anniversary. New director Masayoshi Yokoyama explained the changes to fans and thanked them for their support, saying, quote, the world can change in the blink of an eye, and that requires <laughs> us to change as well. It affects the way we work, the way we live, our morals and values, and even the way we make games. Um, yeah, before before the studio became truly established, uh, <laughs> Ryo Gago Toku was synonymous with Nagoshi. Uh, however... Uh, this is this is still a quote from Yokoyama. However, yeah. uh, I did not want to rely too heavily on that. So although I had little influence at the time, I kept fighting for change. Ten years have passed since then, and that resistance I'd felt has changed to a feeling of camaraderie over time. And now, I am inheriting the studio from a great director. Nagoshi himself said, uh, along with thanking fans, quote, As of today... A new Rio Gago Toku studio is born, where the series will live on. Though I don't know for sure what they will create, I believe the new generation will further enhance the foundation we built over the years and deliver great games to the world. To achieve that, they need to continue to learn, challenge themselves, and grow. I ask you to continue to support the studio's endeavours. And then on the future of Yakuza uh, specifically... Yeah. Uh... 
<clears throat> Sato said that he was looking forward uh, to to experiencing those future games, saying, I believe the studio has the power not only uh, to continue the Yakuza series, but also to carry on the momentum even further beyond. The talented personnel are very capable of accomplishing this, which is why I can leave it uh, in their care and confidence. Uh, they are doing, they also confirmed, Yokoyama confirmed, that a follow-up to, uh, to Like a Dragon is in the works, uh, and will continue the story of Ichiban Kasuga. He revealed yeah. uh, this game is currently being developed uh, by Sakamoto and directors Hori, Ito, and Mitake. Uh, I myself, along with Takoichi and Furuta, are working on the story. So, you know, mm. bittersweet. You know, a new Like a Dragon is coming. <coughs> if, you know, yeah. if you're a fan of Ichiban, then, you know, you've got more of that. But yeah, it's it's sad. Daisuke Sato and uh, Toshiro Nagashi both, both departing for Pastures New. How do you feel about that? Not great. Mm. Um, I mean, they were the two big guys. Do you know what annoys me as well? I mean, it's difficult because at the time I didn't care. But (laughs) I used to see them a lot at E3, walking about. And this was before I developed my obsession with Yakuza. So I was just like, oh, whatever. You know, clearly these guys are sort of big guys at Sega, but I don't really know what they do. Yeah. Um, Actually, I got to talk to Nagoshi and Sato um, for Binary Domain. Yeah, I didn't remember some nerds getting his Yakuza Yakuza 3 copy signed. I was like, what a fucking nerd. Um, (laughs) But that would be be me now. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, well, what can you do? That's that's time, isn't it? That's the way yeah. time works, I'm afraid. Yeah. Didn't you point me in the direction of that interview? Is there like some sort of video of that interview? Um, no, I think that was um, just, just a, a sort of talk in a sort of one of those uh, presentation rooms ever at E3. Uh, um, I don't think I recorded a proper interview. Oh, okay. Fair don't enough. think I did. I don't remember. Maybe. I'm probably, I'm probably thinking of someone else. But um, Maybe. <clears throat> uh, in, in very sad news indeed, EA Sports, considering dropping the FIFA name for future football. <laughs> yeah, blowing their <laughs> brand recognition completely. It seems bizarre. What's it going to be? Like EA Sports? Because they always come up with, because it always is like NBA Live. Yeah. And then... They tried to I change that to NBA Elite, didn't they, at NBA one point? NBA Elite, yeah. And they always do... Was it, oh, and of course, Fight Night. They, it'd be good if they were like mm. EA Sports Match Day or something. If they had like a sort of shit name for it, then I'd, I'd sort of I'd get, <laughs> I'd get a real kick out of that. Match Day Football or something. I'm surprised it's not just EA Football, you know? It will be, yeah. EA Sports, EA Football. <laughs> EA Football! Yeah. Mm. It's funny. People will just probably just still call it FIFA, even though... Yeah, well, exactly. I, they pro- and they probably know that they're probably like yeah well, well <laughs> it's been that for so long people will just crack on I guess mm. but yeah we'll see. it's a bit like I imagine people ch- still just say Pez uh, unless eFootball is really caught on I don't know as it I, I, yeah I, I can't imagine it as <laughs> I'd probably just still say Pez or Pro either yeah there you go uh, and last but not least uh, I'm 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 intrigued I'm excited you probably not um Pokemon Legends Arceus clarifies that it'll have more of a monster hunter structure. Okay. Which, uh, yeah. So, trailers released the end of last month, which uh, shed a bit of light on the game. The uh, webmaster of Cerebi.net, the Pokemon site, Joe Merrick, spotted that they indicated uh, that the game may not be as open world as once thought. 
the uh, the early trailers seemed to imply a sort of Breath of the Wild style open world, uh, but Merrick noted that a closer look at the released map screens uh, actually imply segmented open areas. Which, if you've played any, you've played Monster Hunter World, haven't you? Yeah, um, very much kind of your hub vibes, right? Sort of, mm-hmm. you, you go into the yeah, area. Yeah. It's a big open thing. But then you, there's a loading screen. You, go you always go back to the hub. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, sort yeah. of sounds like that. And also sort of like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I guess. Anyway, Kotaku reached out to the Pokemon company. And the Pokemon company sent them an official statement saying, quote, In Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, Jubilife Village will serve... <laughs> will serve as the base for surveying missions. After receiving an assignment or a request and preparing for their next excursion, players will set out from the village to study one of the various open areas of the Hisui region. And then after they finish the survey work, players will need to return once more to prepare for the next task. So that sounds a bit like Monster Hunter. You're in the village, you hear about a little monsty, uh, you get your shit ready, you cook up mm-hmm. your boots, you skin a cat, you get your gear together, and you, you know, yeah. go out and of course. fuck it up. So, Standard. Sort of sounds a bit like that, really. But um, yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, of course, November 19th, Diamond, yep. Diamond and Pearl remakes, which has got me going bloody mental, because really? I love, I, yeah, absolutely ate up Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, and... Uh, what was the other one? Was that were they the last ones we had? No. I I have been contemplating a Pokemon game on my 3DS. Oh, really? Although I did count how many DS games I've accumulated since I got my DS in August, and it's it's frightening. You you should definitely uh, get a Mega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. Like they they were really really good yeah. remakes. Yeah, I really I put so much time into those games. They're well, very addicting. I, I've bought sixteen games <laughs> to get through. So that's quite a lot. But fair play. Yeah, to I think I might need to play those first. <laughs> Yeah, and they're never cheap as well. The Pokemon games, they're sort of pre- no. pre-owned ones, they're not. No, so they sort of hold on to their uh, to their value. They uh, do. Right, it's bloody quiz time, and we're going to see if you Ooh. can continue the streak because you're, t- you're, t- yeah. you're two 0 two up at the minute. So you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'll summon Mateus. All right, you get summoning. All right, cool. Okay, all right. Well, are you guys ready? I personify a place. It's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like drawers. It's that time of the week, that time for the quiz. We are joined by Matt from upstairs. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good, man. I've had a, I've had a lot of Metroid Dread, which is lovely. So can't complain. Excellent. I needed a bit of Bat for Blood with us, didn't you? Shout yeah. out to Charlesy who oh, listens yeah. to the pod, who randomly joined us in one match. Oh yeah, that's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's probably, that probably was good. listening to this right now. Loved, yeah. loved that you recognised me before Rich, though, considering how little yeah. time I have. It's because <laughs> so, my voice is indistinct and boring. That, no, that's mine, mate. Yours is yours is your your Rich Walker. Oh, whatever. The Walkman cometh. Tell Charlesy that. You recognise your voice, mate, <laughs> yeah. not mine. Yeah, Charlesy. Rude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Charlesy in charge. We're cracking yeah. on. Yeah. Clue yeah. number one. Uh, yeah. I'm a popular destination. And i got some spice for this. Always Actually, a popular destination, isn't it? Yeah. Wait, well, you're not going spice every straight week, away, are you, Josh? Every week it's not, popular. What about, that t- what about that time I did hell from Doom? That can't be that popular. 
Well, you probably demons. said it was. Although there probably is a lot of probably yeah. is a lot of a lot of people there, so it's popular to yeah. a degree. It's popular, popular to a certain population. extent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, popular yeah, yeah. if you've not been well behaved, we should say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> popular destination for fans of fruit. Oh yeah. 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 Stop. Uh oh. <laughs> if he's done this on <laughs> No, I mean, alright, alright, Rich Walker. <laughs> is it Donkey Kong Country from Donkey Kong Country? <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect, but it's good. But it's it is good. Honest, it is isn't good. It? it is good. And if you'd got yeah, on Donkey yeah. Country before me, Rich, I'd have been fucking furious. Like, <laughs> that's quite funny. Um, Although actually, I think you'll find it's DK Island, Rich. Uh, oh, I don't bloody know. <laughs> I've only played it like twice. Clue number two: I make for a memorable getaway. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, mm-hmm. actually, even if you've never been here. Uh. Mm. Okay. Clue number three. Uh, the game I was in released in a uh, in a good year for games, and Ooh. actually, uh, I think most people would probably say uh, that I was surrounded by better games that year. Right. Hmm. Clue number four. Uh, originally, I was built for a boy king, uh, but my purpose changed over time. What? Huh. Do you know what? I'm dwelling on the fruit, and I feel like I shouldn't. I'm really dwelling on the fruit as well. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Clue number five. Uh, Here, chivalry is not dead, but some people here would very much like it to be. Hmm. And clue number six. There are plenty of sights to see if you're willing to put in the work. And actually, over time, some visitors will complain about that. Oh. Slight to say, if you're willing to put in the work. I've got some... uh, I've got some some extra spice to put on these, so... That's all the clues? Prepare yourself. Well, that's six clues. Jesus. Clue number one. Vague. I'm a popular destination... For fans of fruit, particularly <laughs> fans, fans of fruit. I know, I know. You're you're a fan of fruit. So. Oh, I love a blueberry, me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, particularly the sort that's forbidden. Yeah. Uh, forbidden fruit. Mm. Um, Stop. Uh, oh, Matt Lorigan. No. Is it uh, Eden from Darksiders? Incorrect. Okay. Mm. Okay. Clue number two. I make for a memorable getaway. In fact, even if you've never been here, you may still remember me. Even if you've never been here? Stop. I... <sighs> Was that a stop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Lorigan. Is it Neo Paris from Remember Me? <laughs> Just on the off chance. Incorrect. Okay. I think I know. Stop. Oh, you Rich bastard, Rich. Walker. Is it Jerusalem from Assassin's Creed? And this week's winner! Fair play, man. Fair play. For the, for the third week in a row, he's only got uh, and done he's it. On, he's on a streak. It's Rich Walker. The Apple of Eden. I would have accepted the Holy mm. Land, Masyaf, Jerusalem, Accra, and Damascus from Assassin's uh. Creed. Yes. A popular destination for fans of fruit, particularly the sort that's forbidden. 
Of yeah. course, I'm referencing the Apple of Eden. Clue number two. Make from it's a memorable really getaway. Fruit, is it? In fact, even Can't if you've never been fruit. here, yeah, you might. Have you, you tried? Have you tried it? A bloke once ate <laughs> no. a jet engine. I saw it in the Guinness Bar Book of Records. Yeah, oh, I, I think enough. I think someone could pop that <laughs> fucking holy apple in their mouth. There's a fellow who eats good. watches as well, isn't there? Swallow. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're, right, so, you're right. So you know, always, always be careful when saying things that people can't eat. Um, yeah, but yeah, Just be careful when you say anything on a podcast, Rich, because you'll easily be proved wrong. Even oh, if you've whatever. never been here, you may still remember me. Obviously, genetic yeah. memory, the animus. Yeah. Uh, my game oh. has reached a very good year, but uh, most people probably right? agree that it was mm. surrounded by better yeah. games. Yes, of course. Bioshock, the, Portal, yeah. The Orange Box, Call of Duty 4, Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare, all sorts of good stuff. Super Mario Galaxy. Oh, um, it was Galaxy, wasn't it? Jesus. That was a good Jeez, that long ago. Bonkers. Bonkers year. Uh, yeah, mm. clue number four. Originally, I was built for a boy king, or indeed a prince, but my purpose changed over time. The first Assassin's Creed was originally conceived as a Prince of Persia game. Prince of Persia cool. Assassins. Uh, okay. Until they spun it off. That was a yep. little crypt- cryptic clue, that one. Little cryptic one mm. for you. Uh, plenty of sights to see if you're willing to put in the work. Of course, climb the towers. Uh, and actually, over time, people would come to complain about that. I still like the yeah. towers, but, you know, I can understand that. I kind of do yeah, as well. Yeah. The last one, chivalry is not dead, but some people here would very much like it to be killing a yeah. load of bloody knights. You know, yeah. Specifically, knights of the Templar. So, mm. But there you go. Very well done to Rich Walker. Three weeks in a row. He's Thank on you. a bloody hot streak. Yeah. He's, uh, he's getting dominant. But we'll Was two, two weeks ago against Dan? Uh, I don't know. It's been two weeks against you, and then before that, I think no one got it when it was... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, no, no one got it when it was Dan. Yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, yes, thank you very much to uh, to Matt from upstairs. Uh, we shall see you again next week. Uh, but now it is time to hear from the listeners. And I once had an encounter with Joss Stone in a hotel in London. It was around the launch of the Ghostbusters video game. Do you remember that? Are you gonna call? Joss Stone! Okay. There's an event in this hotel. And she was being shown around the hotel reception for some reason by a member of the hotel staff. And she was carrying her little dog. And um, the hotel staff member who was shown around uh, sort of gestured towards us. It was like me and some other journos went, Are these people with you? To Joss Stone. Are these people with you? To Joss Stone. And she gave the most, like, unbelievable look of disgust (laughs) at the very notion. She was like, No. And we were all just like, charming. I think it's fair to say that I'm a very emotional human being. Charming. Questions, theories, comments, queries, and quandaries. Grinch quandaries. You send them in, we'll talk about them. Uh, yep. The first one, from Ardmark, which is brilliant. Excellent. Obviously. Brilliant. Yeah, very good. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah. Do either of you enjoy whiskey? I recently discovered Bowmore, which served in an old-fashioned is an absolute treat. You like your whiskies a lot, Rich, don't you? I was gifted a bottle of the Yamazaki Japanese whiskey. Oh, yes. And I'm coming to the end of it. I had a little bit of it at the weekend, actually. It's lovely stuff. Mm. Just nice. Every now and again, a little bit of whiskey warmth. Yeah, I do like a little glass of whiskey now and again. A little bit of ice. Yeah, no ice for me. No ice for me, but, you know. Whatever. You know, I don't want to. I'm not a heathen, mate. You know, you're a purist, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. No, I've actually. I'm on the uh, Japanese thing. Uh, well, not uh, my flatmate brought home my flat. I think, my, I think it was my flatmate's boss as as a sort mm-hmm. of work gift. 
um, gave him a bottle of that uh, Nika, which is, I think, oh, yeah. 50%. I mean, it's, it's a lot, but it's amazingly smooth. Amazingly mm. smooth. You would... Well, no, you you would know that it was like fifty percent. To be fair, um, but it, it it's delicious. It goes down a treat. Um, I don't think I've ever had Bowmore. Um, no, I don't think I have either. Before I don't actually, and other than the Nico, which isn't actually mine, I don't currently have a bottle of anything in. Um, I've had mm. Lagavulin in before. I've had uh, Lafroig, which I like a lot before. Um, oh yeah, I do bloody like a whiskey. Uh, At uni, I exclusively drank bourbon. So any bourbon, like Bullet, Jack Daniels, obviously. Brownest was, of the brown liquors. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Would you care to join me in a belt of scotch? It's 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't slept. Yeah, slept but I haven't slept in days. Days, that's it. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, and Mark says, P.S., mm-hmm. uh, do women wear socks? Um, well, yes, sometimes hey. is the answer to that. The women wear socks. Oh, Rich. It's a peep show reference. Is it? I can't yeah. remember. Well, what if I read it in this tone of voice? Do women wear socks? Well, oh, yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. sometimes is the answer yeah. to that. Socks after. Socks, what is it? Socks. So, never before pants. Yeah. Anyway, do women wear yeah, socks? I, I, I get it now. I yes, remember. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one from Jim Johnston, uh, mm-hmm. aka. Jim from Nuneaton. Hi, rad dudes. Uh, hey. What, <laughs> hey. What crisps do you like? Modern crisps or uh-huh. old school? And he spelt school with, with a K. And then he said, E.G. Uh, bits of pizza, which is a bit, oh of a, bit, of a, bit of a deep cut. And then uh, hedgehog flavor, which is another deep cut. Uh, I don't remember those. I'll love the pod and the bants. Uh, Jim yeah. from Nuneaton. Thank you very much, Jim. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, do you know what immediately popped into my head mm. for some reason? Tomato snaps. Oh, God, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Those were amazing. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yeah. uh, my, again, my local off-license, she is absolutely unbelievable mm-hmm. over there. She's mm-hmm. got those in. Tangy Toms, they're called. Oh, that's right. No, actually, oh. no. Tangy Toms are a similar vein of crisp, but slightly different. And I think the ones you're talking about with the crocodile fella in the Letterman yeah. jacket, they actually yeah. were just called tomato snaps. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love the old school. Obviously, Frazzles. Obviously, Frazzles, chip, yeah. like, chip sticks are incredible Space as well. Raiders. Space Raiders. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, Do you remember, still get um, those? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. a- and actually now, uh, I think in Tesco, big, like, one-pound bags where it's like a big fuck-off grab though. bag. I bet you though they've got rid of the um, mascot. Uh, wasn't she called like Astra or something? She had like a neon green <laughs> mullet. Um, sort of Tina Turner fright wing. <laughs> it was amazing. I think. Are you sure you're not thinking of Attacker Snack where they did the sort of no, space? no, 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 no. Attacker Snack wasn't that the. Oh no, there's Transformer Snack with yeah, the little sorry, fellas. Yeah, and you can sorry, stick Transformer. You put the little wheels on, but it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they were rubbish. <laughs> well, during when I when I was a guy, I don't remember this um this uh, punk uh, hairstyled woman. I just remember the alien head, of course. Right, I'm going to find that. I'm going I'm to pop it on WhatsApp Se- for yeah, you. Send me a picture. Send me a picture of that. Do Do you have a sort of leaning if you could choose between? Because he sort of said, <laughs> "Do you prefer the old school Chris or the modern Chris?" I mean, what what that that question is uh, a mind blower. I mean, who could, how could you choose? Um. Well, I don't. Yeah, I I seem to remember I used to consume a lot more crisps when I was younger. Mm, maybe that's an indication. On the other hand, you know, 
I can't much point, you know, what was the last great crisp you had where it was a new crisp? <laughs> I don't know. What I mean, was the last me, great the, crisp discovery, is, you know? This isn't a crisp, this is more broadly speaking a snack. <laughs> but the, the Marmite cashews, I'll, I'll raise that again. Oh, that, yeah, they are, they are. I've got another crazy. packet in the cupboard now and I'll just, we'll just go in and grab a handful now and yeah. again. Um, but no, I mean, we, we don't tend to buy much crisps. We we get tortillas and a jar of salsa mm. or a pot of hummus and dip them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I'd, I'd probably say retro for me. I mean, yeah. only because even like the ones that are still going, like they're still brilliant. And I can't remember the last, the last like new crisp that I had where I thought, oh, that crisp's been invented recently and it's great. Like... All the crisps I stick to, classic crisps, you know. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, If you check your WhatsApp, Josh, if you're in front of it, that's Uh, the packet I remember growing up with. I'm not, but I can be. And if, you know, if the listeners want my reaction live on air to the Space Raiders packet. Because when I grew up, obviously, it was just a little alien head, which was brilliant. I think it Um, still is. It's not as good as what I grew up with, mate. You're going to wish you were my age because it's the best crisp packet ever. Hang on. The image is loading in. It's a fantastic crisp packet. (laughs) What's that? (laughs) (laughs) That's mental, that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? She looks a little bit like The Crow from the comic book (laughs) The Crow, but she's got green hair. She's clutching a staff with a devil's head on the top with a snake wrapped around it. And she's got a laser gun. She's got a laser gun. From the blast, says pickled onion flavour. Yeah, the the, 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 the explosion from her weaponry is indicating the flavour of the crisp. And it's got a comics panel on the back of the packet, I think. Yeah, it's got a little comic. I used to cut them out and collect them, and I kept them in my dad's Hamlet packet from my dad yeah I was a weirdo I was a weird kid you just loved your crisps I'd collect anything well I'd collect anything any old shit yeah weird maybe that sheds some light on why you're sort of eager to go back to Far Cry 6 because you're like, I'll, collect, I'll collect it. Collect you, the stuff. You just want to collect everything. Yeah, you just you're stuck in it. You know, you're like, yeah, I maybe, want it. I want maybe. It all. I have some sort of obsessive personality thing mm. trait. Yeah, mm. Mm. maybe um, she's a therapist. Maybe so. Yeah, who knows? Mm. Maybe she'll. Maybe. maybe or oh, the prescription could just be play more Far Cry. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Know? Just eat some space raiders. The, eat some space raiders. Play a bit more Far Cry. Fair enough to you. Uh, this one, keeping it on the theme of snackage from uh, Michael, Mr. Sports Guy, uh, goes mm. his handle mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, yep. Although this is not a sporty question. And in fact, you wouldn't really want to engage in sports uh, after, um, after eating what he's describing. He says, I have already devoured a pack of mince pies this month. Which foods... Uh, traditionally eaten around Christmas time, do you eat before we even get to December? Well, immediately, Michael, absolutely there with you on, on mince pies. Yeah, they I was going to say. filthy. Um, I can't think of anything else that's Christmassy that would well, be Well, do, do you know time. what's funny? Some people tell me, I mean, and I, don't, I don't know if this has changed these days, because it's like the old... Cadbury's cream egg thing where someone once told me oh you can only get a Cadbury's cream egg at certain times in the year and I, yeah. and it was news to me because it well it must have I mean I rarely buy them but you know I must have always bought them or wanted to buy them when they were there but um mm. apparently at least you know once upon a time toffee were only yeah. on only on sale during the festive season I didn't know this really yeah well ah. yeah and and they made so well, much fun in toffee fee well, famously well, they, <laughs> 
faith of the enemy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And who wants to limit their fun to November yeah. or December? Toffifi, for the record, fucking brilliant. And I'll have them all year round if I if I could. Um, That's going to be one of my biggest life regrets, that I never tried a Toffifi before turning vegan. That never is had fucking one. mental, mate. Yeah, they on are my deathbed, so I'll nice. be like, I never tried toffee tea. <laughs> Bring get me, me a toffee tea. Toffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be it. Excellent. Yeah. Mm. No, toffee if indeed they are, who knows, that might have changed. They might be available year round now, but certainly mince pies. And, uh, and actually, I'll have mince pie. Oh, God. I love all mince pies. I'll go mental and get the Heston Blumenthal ones, which are too much, too much. I mean, he messes about with stuff and there's oh, he o- loves it. orange and whiskey and all sorts of complicated shit. They are brilliant, though. But snails. by the same... He's put some snails in there. Probably, knowing Heston. Mm. Probably blowtorch him into a powder or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also love a cheap mince pie, though. I love the... Um, I used to get the Tesco Value mince pies and they are fantastic um, in, in a really different way. I'm a big fan of people not messing around with stuff. Um, yeah, traditional. the mince pie is something where I, I will permit a certain degree of fuckery. If you want to soak that sucker in whiskey, fair enough to you. You know, if you want to do something a little bit naughty, a little bit out there, drizzle some fucking, I don't know, honey on it. I'll try anything, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I do. I, oh, didn't Mr. Kipling do one with like a nice white icing on yeah, it? Once? Yeah, he yeah, he did, and it was brilliant. Oh, those were great. Yeah, it was. That was a different animal. That yeah, they they were a little different. Um, you sort of had to put those in in their own category mm. in your mind, but they were they were brilliant. Um, I used to hate mince pies as a kid. So did I. Them. Yeah, so did yeah. I. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I converted. I remember my dad. Oh man, it was great. My dad served. Um, I think he did like a homemade one or right. a little homemade batch, you know. And so they were fucking just out the oven and like proper hot, you know, like fresh. And mm. but he'd also made this like really thick, like clotted sweet cream. Oh, oh yeah, my work. god! You just dollop that on there, and it put me to mm. sleep. I mean, you know, because that's the great <laughs> thing about a mince bite. You have a couple of mincies with a bit of cream, and you yeah. just want to go to sleep. It's it's unbelievable. Lovely um, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the specifically the Tesco uh, turkey and trimmings sandwiches, um, they usually pop up. They they'll be coming out soon. Actually, I think they pop up in November. I would, I will be willing to eat those from November onwards to whenever they go off sale, January or something. They are phenomenal. Nice. Uh, we got time for one more question. Yeah, bring it on. How do you feel about a tepid take? Do you want a tepid take? Yeah, give me a tepid take. Well, because well, they haven't really taken. The tepid takes. We got a few of them. Yeah, we didn't get any last week. We got a few yeah. the week before. Well, we got a couple now um, from Joe Levitt, not Joseph Gordon Levitt, famously. No, no, no. Um, Don't make that mistake. No. Uh, he says, Hi, guys. He said, I've had a few uh, tepid takes on my mind. Forgot to email in previously, but here goes. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, not every. Oh, I tell you what, this one is bloody apt. Uh, <laughs> not every game needs RPG leveling systems. Uh, progression could be tied to, to skill. Uh, and then in brackets, he says, I'm looking at you sports games, which is actually interesting. I hadn't considered the sports game angle. But God, yeah, Far Cry 6, I, you know, say what you will about climbing the towers, about, about you know, filling in the tatao or your skill tree or whatever. At least yeah. it was kind of, 
an organic uh, sort of progression tracker. It was, oh, well, I've gone this far because it's much of the map's defogged, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I understand people grumbling about it. Fair enough. Um, you know, but but the, all these RPG levels going up all the time. It, I, I agree. Uh, and that probably is a tepid... Is that a tepid take? I think it's... Um, maybe most I mean, people it, it, wouldn't agree. I don't know. It's one you could construe as tepid, but because it is so timely... Mm. It feels relatively warm. <laughs> it, it feels like it's been warmed by the recent, yeah, re, by Yara, by the sun over Yara. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, sort of, he sort of links it in for uh, you know for for you know, for sports games, which is interesting. But no, no, I well, agree. RPG. It's one stuff. of the things that ruins NBA Two K's narrative. The career, the career st- yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but I mean, that's a whole different. That's a whole you different know, issue. Ball game, yeah. as it were. Um, yeah. And it also is fucked up Assassin's Creed, in my opinion. I know people still like Assassin's Creed. I know I bang this drum all the time. I just miss the old Assassin's Creed, and I, I'm fed up of. I guess the Witcher 3's fault, but like, you know, just everyone. Oh, this quest level, you're leveling up. Oh, the region level, you know, it's. Ugh. Um, yeah. This next one. Uh, I. I don't know how tepid this is. It's possibly tepid because I've heard it said before. Okay. And whenever I've heard it said, which might account for its tepidity, I think it's a certain cult thing. And I can never tell if people are saying it to be a little bit naughty or they're saying it just because maybe, you know, maybe that is what they genuinely think. But he has yeah. said, tepid take number two, mm-hmm. Dark Souls 2 is the best in the series. Now... Obviously, famously, you know, that's the one Miyazaki wasn't directly involved in because he was busy doing Bloodborne. Yeah. And, you know, then because he did three and then people said, well, three is kind of basically Dark Souls Bloodborne edition. You know, it sort of uses mm. a lot of the iconography, the sort of gothic architecture. It feels, you know. Um, so I don't know. You know, fair enough. Whatever else you think about that. I, I'm not uh, a, 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 a big fan of Dark Souls 2. I understand that the people that... That, that you know, love it, love it. Um, I don't know if that's tepid. I think that, like that, when I hear that, I still think that's sort of controversial. I'm like, bloody hell, you like two? That's weird. Like, well, maybe mm. once upon a time, that was a hot take. So maybe Joe Levitt has actually nailed it, and it is kind of tepid now. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough to you. Although I would, I it's, wonder. It's, uh, it's on the verge of tepid. It's on the verge. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. The, 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 his first one, it's, it might have been warmed up, but that's not entirely his fault. This one, <laughs> it might have been warmer once upon a time, and actually maybe yeah. it has cooled down to temperature temperature now. I will say that okay. one. But, okay, know, good, good. So, fair enough to him. That will unfortunately just about do us. We've got lots more questions, but if I haven't read them out, I'll read them out next week. Send them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcast yep. at videogamer.com is the email. With If you've got, you got some ramble-worthy topics... Uh, send it in there. Also, uh, you can go on Twitter. I wouldn't go on Snapchat. I wouldn't go on Instagram. But I would go on Twitter at videogamer.com with the questions and theories uh, at richiew 82 You can mm-hmm. um, you can sort of I don't know tease Rich about his ongoing eBay habit. It, oh, I only went and bought 007 Bloodstone for four quid. Uh, yeah, you did. I, I saw. Of that. course, I sent yeah, you the yeah. photo, didn't I? You must um, you must uh, feedback on that. Give I, us a- I have so at the weekend. I did get some timing on it, but I've left it too late. So stay. Well, stay there you tuned. go. There's a um, 
Let next There's a week. Craig experience than No Time to Die as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, it's, yeah it's funny. Actually. Why don't you just count that as his fourth film? <laughs> Starring Joss Stone. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, my, I my will mate talk. Joss Stone. <laughs> my name is. I'll yeah. talk. Uh, I'll talk Bloodstone next week. Um, spoiler alert! It's bloody good fun. Mm. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At Joshy Wise as well. You can tweet me at my uh, my 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 uh, my Bloodstone takes. I don't know. I'm probably not going to tweet about it. Actually, I did tweet. Well, never mind. Um, head over to videogamer.com <laughs> for your video gaming needs. The sexfully redesigned videogamer.com. Get your comments in there. Oh, check out. Uh, Xbox uh, achievements.com PlayStation Travis dot org for uh, yeah, yeah. Read, Thanks, Read Rich's Far Cry re- Read Rich's Far Cry review and then mm-hmm. get to the end and go that's weird because I know he's still playing it you're going to bloody yeah. thousand, thousand G that aren't you so you know. well this is it listening to this podcast you get rare insights <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. An interesting divide between the mm. reviewer critic's brain and the Rich Walker I'm a sucker for Far Cry brain. So, the, you know, yeah. the, never the, the twain shall meet. <laughs> self-flagellation part. Indeed. Um, yeah. But yeah, thanks to Adam Cook, Andy B, Cullum Ahern for the stings, for the jings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's just about everything. It's uh, We'll talk to you again yeah. next week. It's goodbye from me, goodbye. And it's goodbye from Richmond. See ya.